for RCRTV, I'm Sean Kinney, and welcome to HetNet Happenings, where we take a look at all things DAS, small cell, Wi-Fi, and much more. Comscope. Thinking beyond today's technology to help you make the best decision for your network and your business. Telecom Careers, the number one global telecom and wireless job board. Telecomcareers.com. All right, welcome back to HetNet Happenings, as always, brought to you by our friends at Comscope. Uh, last week we brought the show to you on the road, live from Small Cells World Summit over in London. Uh, that same week, my colleague Joey was down at DAS Congress in New Orleans yeah. producing a lot of uh, editorial video and content for us. Obviously, that show was geared all up to uh, distributed antenna systems. So, Joey, thanks for coming on the mm -hmm. show today. And uh, like I mentioned, we're going to take a look at some of the editorial video that you shot down there. But there's a lot more of that hosted on the RCR Wireless News YouTube channel. I'd encourage you to check that out. Uh, really, we, we didn't email too much. I know that you were at DAS Congress and I know that you ate shrimp and grits. Delicious shrimps, yeah. shrimp and grits, the best of my life. All right, so beyond that, what were some of the sort of key themes of the show? Uh, people were talking a lot about uh, this middle space, the not large stadiums and not small just houses, you mm -hmm. know, like, or, or small apartment complexes. Mm -hmm. This middle space like hotels, hospitals, you know, any hospitality space. And they were really talking about the challenges and issues associated with outfitting them with coverage and, uh, you know yeah that's an interesting term for it uh i've heard it middle space and middle prize middle prize is the of, new uh, the new term that they're using yeah that's sort of a buzzword to watch but yeah i mean that's it's an interesting issue because a das is it's well suited for a really large venue like a stadium and what goes along with that is that it's really expensive to install then at the other end of the spectrum small cell is sort of your preferred uh, connectivity solution because you can install that thing for less than 20 grand assuming you have the fiber access and you can do it really quick uh, so then in that middle space you're kind of which way do you go you know you obviously have to keep in mind your capex and your opex but uh we get more into that later in the show in this first clip that we're going to share with you. This is a really uh, interesting, really challenging DAS deployment that uh, was conducted by Extinet Systems, where they actually brought connectivity down into the Chicago subways, which, uh, I mean, think about sometimes so much as a wall can uh, stop propagation. So you got to think about going way going underground. Going underground, and, yeah. I mean, how convenient, though, to be able to actually use cellular while you're in the train. That's a really unique use case. So let's take a look at that. Hi, I'm Tim Ayers, uh, global, uh, our Vice President of Global Services with Accident Systems. So what does the Vice President of Global Services mean? Um, well, Joey, we... Um, you know, we're an owner-operator in one context uh, of uh, distributed networks. And uh, in that context, we get involved in the pre-design work, um, doing some of the RF benchmarking in global services. And then we work with our network design team and construction teams. They design and build a network. And they hand it back off to us. And we do the, the commissioning. We integrate the carriers. And we bring the network into commercial service. And then we maintain and operate it uh, over its commercial life cycle. So that's, it's a big part of what we do. We also do a fair amount of um, consulting and technology consulting work for our customers, for carriers, for government agencies, uh, mass transit systems, uh, enterprise companies. So 
We're not just a company that's involved with our customers when we're doing a neutral host DAS or a small cell project or a carrier Wi-Fi project. We, we like to solve problems. And you also deal with municipalities, hotels, all of these different things, and to, to each one you're kind of different. You're, you're a vendor to some, you're a utility to some. What are you guys? Great point. Yeah, we, you know, we work with the municipal governments uh, on uh, all the things necessary for outdoor networks uh, primarily. Um, whole access rights and fiber and power and, and all of those things. So yeah, we're we're uh, a real estate uh, utility in that regard. Um, on the indoor side, we we're uh, a, I suppose a form of utility, um, providing a pervasive service over a many year period and and also refreshing that technology so that the building owner or manager doesn't have to worry about any of that stuff. And then to the carriers where. We're an integral business partner that helps extend their service into you know, places they probably can't serve or can't serve economically with their macro networks, so you're right. And then when I layer, we do consulting and technology consulting um, to help our customers when we can be able to take all these skills we have and help them with maybe something a little one-off or something where we're not gonna do a whole network project, but we're maybe gonna focus on one area where you know, our skills and availability can really help them get something done. So when dealing with municipalities, what is the biggest obstacle that you come up against? You know, um, it probably varies by project and, and city and, and uh, municipal government, but you know, some of the things are, um, and we, this was said in a panel earlier, is um, the economics, just trying to do this in a way where the velocity for the project and the economics for the project can work for the people that are actually ultimately going to pay for these services, which is the carriers, um, just constantly working to make sure that all the parties involved understand, you know, if, if, the, if this takes forever and it costs too much, it's not going to happen. Uh, so I think that's those, those are two long poles in the tent in terms of municipal. Um, and I think some of the governments are starting to really uh, recognize that and realize to bring these enabling services and to bring that value and you know, to allow their um, landowners and managers um, to be competitive, they're starting to realize that you know, they, they, this is a great thing for their communities, uh, a great thing for um, the people that are working and living and commuting in their communities. And so hopefully this gets a little easier and, and, and not more challenging. And so you guys are, are working with something kind of unique here. You're working on a subway system. We CTA are. CTA subway. Tell me a little bit about that. Oh, thanks. Um, that's that's a really unique, uh, fun project for us. We, um, we're working with the Chicago Transit Authority, um, a construction partner of ours that uh, brings some really special skills um, in tunnel construction to uh, design and build and then operate uh, on behalf of the carriers and the CTA uh, 22 miles of underground uh, distributed antenna system, a neutral host. Um, this particular neutral host will be owned by the carriers, and all four um, tier one operators, uh, but we've been the partner to help bring the design together, uh, do the construction, get it all commissioned and in operation, and all this is happening in a very short time frame, from start to finish, uh, under a year. And uh, if you look at that compared with a couple other big uh, underground transit systems that have taken years and years, um, you know, we brought some unique things to this, which has made it a fun project. It's also exciting to say that it's on schedule and on budget. Is, it, is this going to be the most connected 
subway uh, system in the, in the country? I think it'll be among the best in terms of uh, there aren't too many subway systems today that offer 3G and LTE uh, in a very pervasive manner. Uh, a subway rider in Chicago can walk in off the streets or frankly ride in off of an elevated uh, line that ends up going into the subway and uh, we'll hand off from the macro at the mezzanine level where you go through the kiosk and get your ticket all the way down to the platform level while you're on the platform step on the train get going at 50 miles an hour through the, the subway tubes and you're connected the whole time and when you exit the subway tube back into the macro environment it'll hand off I mean literally to be able to do a voice call or a data session without ever dropping uh, with LTE for all four carriers um, I don't know if that's the only system like that at the moment in North America, but it's certainly one of very few. And it'll serve nearly a million riders a day, which is really exciting. All right, that was a use case for a distributed antenna system from Extinet Systems, bringing that connectivity down into the Chicago subways. And then, Joey, you mentioned to me another interesting conversation you had about in-building DAS with the folks from a, a company that's Ran, new to me. Ranplan, yeah, yeah, Ran yeah. I had never heard of them either, but... Uh, yeah, apparently they're doing some big things. They were debuting a product called iBuild, iBuildNet, mm -hmm. which is like in-building planning solutions, okay. uh, trying to trying to get into that space and kind of compete with the the people that are in there right now. Okay, and yeah, I think I think in the the clip that we're about to see, he kind of discusses the overlap between a what's called an iDAS, an indoor DAS, and then an ODAS, an outdoor DAS, and there's a lot of interesting sort of. A, interference problems that can happen if yeah. those two systems aren't planned correctly and, right? and from what he said they're the first ones that are kind of really taking into account the reliance on one another the mm -hmm. in the indoor and outdoor das and uh, let's take a look at that that video of um, of Kevin Robinson talking about it hi I'm uh, Kevin Robinson the uh, product manager for Ramplan uh, just been in the company six weeks now really exciting time for us and uh, really glad to be here at the show today um, tell me a little bit about Ranchland. You guys are a fairly new company. Yeah, we're a very, very new company. Was it? Um, we launched our product in December, which was the Professional, which is a um, PC-based version. And we launched our laptop-based version just uh, in March. So fairly new, um, getting a lot of interest, and I say, exciting times for us. Uh, tell me about iBuildNet. Well, iBuildNet, it's an indoor planning tool. So was it what we're seeing from you know, our customers, which is the, the network equipment manufacturers and the operators, is a lot of the business is moving to indoor. A lot of the business now is from data, and people typically use data when they're in, shall we say, a static or fairly static environment, was it, uh, and not so much outdoor. So indoor is where a lot of the investment is going from all the operators to service the customers there. And indoor traditionally has been very, very hit and miss with the planning. Uh, in fact, it was only a few years ago that there was a planning tool for doing indoor uh, testing. So iBuildNet is, we were based out of a research uh, group. Uh, it's come in looking at the indoor environments, looking at the absorption rates of different material, be it concrete, be it wood uh, or glass. And what we do is we can maximize the efficiency of designing the indoor network. So we look at anything from Wi-Fi to LTE. LTE was an unlicensed spectrum as well. Um, we're fairly unique that we have with our 3D ray tracing and 3D modeling. Was it uh, algorithms? 
But what is very, very unique about us is we also look at the impact of the outdoor network on the indoor network. Because, yeah, what we've looked at is you can't plan an indoor in isolation without having a look at the coverage that's coming in from an outdoor network. Very simply put, if you do that, you can introduce lots of interference and lots of problems on the indoor environment, which costs a lot of money to install. But also, just as importantly, the indoor network that you build could actually interfere with the outdoor network. And then you're going to be introducing interference problems, maybe coverage holes. So it's very, very important to look at the holistic. You know, what am I planning? Uh, you know, the indoor and the outdoor uh, side. But also, we look at the impact of the coverage from floor to floor. Because, of course, was it, there is going to be some coverage issues there. So on that side, very, very unique. We have uh, an intelligent design module. So we can assign areas in a building where we're going to know we're going to have higher subscribers uh, and different subscriber profiles. We may have an area in an office building, for example, where we know people are going to be using voice, not so much data, or, or in another part, they're more interested in data than the voice. So we can plan the coverage at the best service the customers in that building, be it an office building, be a model as well. So great that we can do that. We can also have a look at the existing uh, network in there. We might be installing a DAS network for the first time in the building that's had Wi-Fi for some years. Now the last thing a building owner wants and the people working in that building is a lot of disruption, ceilings coming down, new uh, trunking going in. So we can actually say in our tool, these are my preferred sites. These are wireless access points that are being used for Wi-Fi. And the, the tool will automatically try to design the network based on those sites. We know we've got trunking there, we know we've got power, and therefore we minimize any disruption to, to those people using the building. So again, another unique feature, saves money. And, and saves time for people. And so you're going to have a couple big announcements, uh, partnerships coming up. Tell me a little bit about we, that. We've got some big announcements coming up, uh, as I mentioned before. Nothing I can uh, you know, say at the moment, but we're really, really excited. Some, some global was it um, vendors we are discussing with, and we are looking to make those announcements this week, and we're really, really excited. And I think those people that haven't, you know, uh, been talking about RAMPLAN, we'll be talking about us after these announcements. All right, that was Kevin from RAMPLAN. We'll uh, keep our eyes on that company and see yeah, what they, they do with that planning solution. They've got some big announcements coming up. All right, well, we'll uh, sounds like something we can keep our eye on. Then. Yeah, we definitely will. All right, and then this next segment features a company called uh, Dally Wireless, and uh, what's somewhat unique about them is they use a uh, SIPRI transport interface, but uh, we're planning a future show around that, so I'm not going to talk at length about SIPRI despite my instincts. <laughs> so in this clip, a uh, representative from DALI is going to sort of walk us through a deployment geared towards public safety uses. This one's up at, uh, at DFW, right? Dallas-Fort mm -hmm. Worth Airport. Yep. All right, well, let's take a look at that clip. Hi, I'm Lance Kraft, uh, Vice President of Sales uh, of the Americas for DALI Wireless. So Dali Wireless um, is an all-digital, SIPRI-based um, uh, IP packet, uh, um, a DAS, digital DAS system. Um, we, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, is, is interesting about Dali is we enable the support of our current, uh, of the carrier's current RF uh, inputs into our, our head end. And then we also uh, enable a migration path to an all-digital input uh, SIPRI-based uh, transport. 
We support a 10 gig, so that also is a differentiator when you look at some of our competitors. Uh, at the fact that we are uh, we're wide band, so over 320 megahertz of spectrum across a single lambda. Uh, it's truly, truly a uh, significant difference in, in what we do versus uh, our competition. You guys are making an announcement about something that you're doing at DFW. Tell me about that. Yeah, so one of the most exciting, uh, newest the deployments that we have is the uh, DFW airport. Um, it's a public safety. Uh, we just launched our, our public safety at a few shows a year or so ago. And uh, we're supporting 150, 450, uh, 700, 800, 900. In the, public, in the public safety uh, frequencies. But at DFW specifically, they have a need to upgrade their system. They also have a need to expand their system. And Dally was, uh, was selected to be that vendor. And we're extremely excited and uh, pleased to, to be a part of that opportunity. And are you looking to do that in other airports as well? Um, public safety is going to continue to be a, an avenue of our success. Um, as you know, with the commercial and with some of the public safety emphasis in the US, uh, we certainly can support both. Uh, we try to do it on separate systems. Uh, that's typically the, the way the deployment characteristics or deployment uh, uh, proposals are, is to keep them separate. But uh, we certainly, uh, Dally Wireless certainly supports all bands for commercial, all bands for public safety. Um, and uh, the first net P25 uh, LTE stuff that's, uh, that's uh, forthcoming, uh, we can support that as well. So how is this going to make people safe? Um, you know, there's, there's a differentiator between commercial and there's a differentiator between public safety. Uh, commercial is about the carriers uh, enabling content to the wireless users, uh, which obviously is driven by producing revenue. On the other hand, uh, public safety is about uh, saving lives, and DALI supports both of those initiatives, independent of one another, but certainly saving lives and, and offering a, a safer environment in building is something that Dally certainly supports. All right, so we highlighted a few different use cases there. You had the Extinet deployment in cooperation with the Chicago Transit Authority where they brought that uh, connectivity down into the subways. That's obviously a big challenge. Then you get a little different perspective on it hearing about what Dally's doing with their public safety push there at DFW. And uh, quite frankly, that RAND plan clip, that's never something I've heard a lot of discussion about or something I've thought about, that relationship between an IDAS and an ODAS. The fact that they could interfere with one another. Yeah, so we might kind of keep that in mind for our editorial push. And, uh, you know, I think you mentioned to me that the actual venue where DAS Congress was hosted, the Roosevelt Hotel, had sort of an interesting deployment it, in it. It was kind of a, a use case. Uh, Solid was giving a tour there. They're, uh, they run the DAS inside of the Roosevelt Hotel, okay. hotel, and they were showing kind of some of the challenges and issues with that middle prize space, which that hotel is considered. Okay. You know, as a historic hotel, there's some issues with, you know, drilling in walls, you know, and plus the walls are this thick, you know, right. there's public safety concerns, there's funding concerns. And so, you know, they were tr really trying to define that market mm -hmm. and then also address the issues involved with it. Okay, well, I know you're working on a, a video package for that still, so we'll keep our eye peeled for that. And just by way of a few plugs, I'd encourage folks at home to check out rcrwireless.com for your daily news. Easiest way to get that news delivered right to your inbox is to subscribe to our daily e-newsletter. Then for a lot of multimedia content like we shared with you today, I'd encourage you to check out the RCR Wireless News YouTube channel as well as the RCR TV website. Like to give a big shout out to our sponsor, Comscope. Thank you, Joey. Thank you for joining me today. And uh, will you send us out? Yeah. Thanks for joining us on Hetnet Happenings. Uh, we'll see you again.
HetNet Happenings is a production of RCR-TV. To reach Sean Kinney or to suggest a show topic for HetNet Happenings, you can reach Sean at skinney at rcrwireless.com. On Twitter at Sean Kinney RCR. To find out more about the latest in HetNet and all things wireless, dig into rcrwireless.com.